When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? 2023, ready to go, ready to rock and roll. I'm so excited. I feel like the end of the year, the beginning of the year, is such a weird time. It's a transition. And, and, and objectively, nothing really changes, right? We made it around the sun. People are going to do what people do. We're going to go through our life the way we're going to go through it. But it's, it's like it makes you stop and think for a little while that, hey, something has changed. Something is new. I have this opportunity in front of me. I have a whole year in front of me and it just, it forces you to take a step out of the normal day-to-day routine to sit back and to think, wow, okay, my life is going somewhere. I have to make my life go somewhere. I have to decide to do something every single day. Do I want to look back a year from now and be exactly where I am today? Of course not. Nobody wants to do that, right? Maybe even if you love your life, like you want to get better, like you want to improve it. You want to increase, you want to go further. You want to see how you can develop and grow as a person. And also, you may be looking back to last year and think, well, nothing really changed. Like, maybe I went through a lot, but like, objectively, what is different in my life? Do I have more money? Am I happier in my relationships? Do I have a relationship? Maybe I'm out of a bad one. You know, do I, what have I done? How have I progressed through life? And it's like, you know, you can do this at any given time, but it, the, there's just this national or I guess a worldwide consensus that, oh, there's a new year. So we're, we're, we got to stop and think about this, right? It's just, it's a landmark and it's, it's, you know, it's arbitrary, I think, but it, it's a good one. And it, it definitely like the winter season is interesting in particular, like just from a psychological um, or philosophical viewpoint, I guess, like you look at towards the end of the year, you, you kind of get this sense of like stagnation and like things are not really moving the way they want to maybe even are falling apart. Um, I think, what is it, breakup season in the, in the fall or whatever? Um, like, things just kind of, it shifts a little bit. It's like, it's, it feels stale. It's like, oh, like, this whole year is like, it's almost over. I think that that's probably a psychological thing. I think, I think that's probably just people looking at um, their lives and be like, oh, it's been 11 months of this crap. <laughs> you know, and especially years like 2020 when we just could not wait for it to be over with, right? But, and then there's this, this shift that happens and like, you can kind of feel it in the air. Like, even if you're not big on resolutions, which I'm not, I actually discourage people from making resolutions because I think they're stupid because people don't keep them. People don't change by making a resolution for this year. People change by deciding, Hey, I don't care what day it is. I don't care what year it is. I'm doing things differently. I am changing. You know, the resolution doesn't change anything. Your actions change something. The daily habits change something because those daily habits, that's what you are. That's, that makes up what you are. If you want to be a really healthy person, but on a day-to-day basis, you're eating junk food, like you're not going to be that healthy. Like you can be healthier than, you know, if you work out a lot than, than if you don't, but like you still have to make those little decisions. It's, there's no one defining moment where you're just healthy or not. It's, it's the little stuff that you do on a daily basis. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about a few things. Honestly, I don't have much of a plan for tonight. I actually wasn't going to do anything today. Um, just because of the fact that, and this is the first day of 2023, by the way, in case you're watching this in the future and you're wondering, why am I talking about this? This is New Year's Day um, in America, anyway. So I really don't have much of a plan. 
I have a few things on my mind. I don't know how articulate it's going to be, but I felt called to do it, and I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm doing my best to listen um, to what I am told to do. It's not something I'm very good at. Um, you know, the the way that this show progressed over the last year is absolutely phenomenal. I'm so grateful for the for the for the growth. I was not in a good place this time last year um, for uh, across many categories of life. And last I, just everything changed for me. And, you know, I'm still not where I want to be. And it's like I've actually kind of lost the things that were actually extremely important to me. But at the same time, that was the falling away of things that needed to leave. And, you know, maybe they'll come back to me in, in a different form. Or maybe I just wasn't ready and I will be in the future. Maybe that was a lesson. I have no idea. I really don't. I'm really resonating with the whole <clears throat> Exodus story, the whole like leaving the Egypt of slavery, and it's like, oh, well, you know, the the people there, they're, the the Israelites or the Hebrews are they're, they are enslaved by the Egyptians. Excuse me if that broke up. Just now, I'm having some technical difficulties, um, and they just like they want to hold on to the old way of doing things. It's like, yeah, we were enslaved, but it's like it was comfortable. We had food. We had an establishment, a routine, whatever. And it's like now they're in the wilderness, right? And it's like. You're getting out of something bad, and it's before you can get to the good stuff. Like you got to go through that that trial of like you're wandering in the desert, and that's really just the perfect. I can't think of a better metaphor for how I feel. Um, I don't know what direction the show is going in, but that's super exciting, um, and I think that that's the perfect segue into the actual meat and bones of the show. I want to start off with a quote that I saw this morning, which actually I came across because I was just following what I felt it can be helpful to do. Um, and so the, the quote is by Thomas Carlyle. He says, our grand business is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. And that really resonated with me. I really like that because one of the things that I have an issue with, with New Year's resolutions, I'm not, I'm not saying actually don't set a New Year's resolution. I'm saying that be realistic with yourself. Like if you're saying I'm not going to eat junk food all year, and you have not established a habit of eating junk food. Like, you're not going to stop eating junk food. I'm sorry to break it to you. If you say, you know what, I'm going to, my resolution for this year is that health is my priority. And I'm going to focus on every day building new habits around health and becoming healthier in general. That's just going to be the focus. Then that, that's a much better strategy. Because if you screw up, which you will, and you backslide and you eat a bunch of junk food one day or one week or even a month. And you look back like, ah, I fell off. Well, it's like. The point wasn't to be perfect. The point was to develop a new way of living, right? So it's like, yes, I messed up, but I can get back into it, right? Like you haven't failed your resolution if you, if you slack off for a little while. But if you try to say, I'm going to do something totally new for a whole year, it's probably not going to happen, right? But if you focus on, I'm making these habits or whatever, I'm making the habit of going to the gym, making the habit of cooking my own food, whatever it is. If you say that, like, I want to be in X position, XYZ position, I had this or that company, whatever, or I want a specific relationship, or I want a certain title, or I want to accomplish something, whatever. You need to pick things like that. You need to say, like, this is what I'm going to do. But what you have to also understand and be okay with is that you will grow as a person as you go about pursuing that goal. Like, that's the point of having goals. It's not for what you get, right? Like, the, the journey is it's cliche, but the journey is more important than the destination, right? Typically, when we get something that we want, what happens? We feel kind of depressed, actually. I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I talked about dopamine a little bit. Dopamine is like, it's a very important chemical in our body. It makes us 
it feels good to seek things out. It feels good to almost have something, to be on the verge of, 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 of um, creating something or discovering something or accomplishing something. It feels good to almost get there, right? Like we like that feeling of like things are going well. It is happening. It's just not quite yet. And we're excited about it. That's what we really like. It's the, it's the seeking behavior. It's not the accomplishment. It's not the flood of relief when we get it. That doesn't last. That relief does not last, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So we, we like to be in this perpetual state of striving. That's a human condition. We're not happy unless we don't have something and we're trying to get it. We're not happy when we get the thing. We're happy only when we're unhappy because we don't have it. That's a human condition. And I can, <laughs> I can approach that two different ways. I can look at that from a spiritual aspect and say, look, the goal is to let go of that desire and to get past it so that you can just exist and you can enjoy things and you can you can escape the the matrix of the you know like the rat race and everything you can escape all this stuff you still live a beautiful fulfilled life you just don't have that need to like get stuff that you don't have you can still enjoy things um, goals or i can look at it from a biological perspective and say listen listen this is this is how our bodies are set up like we feel happiest when we don't quite have something but we're working towards it and say, okay, so we need goals that we're never really going to accomplish, right? We need a lot of little goals that are immediately followed up by other goals. So as soon as we accomplish something, we don't fall into a depression. We feel a little bit of, of, of accomplishment, and then we say, okay, I already know what's next, right? So we're never left just suspended, right? You know, we never want to be in that state where we just have everything that we want. Because when we have what we want and we realize, you know what, this is all I needed, and you look around at your life and you realize, I'm still empty inside. I'm not fulfilled. I still need more. It is truly horrifying to confront the idea that there is something on a fundamental level about you that is unhappy, that is not happy with anything. It doesn't matter what you do externally, right? It's very scary to do that. It's, it's very difficult to, to do that because you have, to you have to consider the possibility that there's something wrong with you. I'm here to tell you there's not. That's just the human condition, all right? And it's, it's through those moments of self-doubt that we tend to grow the most. But a lot of times it takes success, like outward material success, before we can realize that, right? You know, like, I, I think last month is a great example for me. Like, I went on this vacation just very impromptu. It was just like, yeah, let's just, let's just go travel. I went um, traveled in the, in the tropics for a while in December. I was like, this is awesome. I had a great time. I spent money on purpose. Like, I just spent extra money on purpose. I was just, like, enjoying it. And when I was like... The whole time, I was like, I had fun. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was like, this is, is this is this what I was working for? Is just to be able to do this whenever I want? Is this the freedom that I wanted? And I thought about it, and it was a weird thing. It's like, yeah, actually, it, this is what I wanted. Like, I can do whatever I want. And, and then I realized that that's a terrible idea because I don't know what I want. <laughs> like, on a deep level, I don't know what I want. And I don't think that most people do. I think that we want what other people want. We want what other people have have shown a desire for. And so it's like, oh, well, I want a lot of money so that I can have freedom or whatever. So I can have these flashy things. So I can have um, more comfort. So I can have more fun. So I can have more mating opportunities, whatever it is. And it's like, I see other people enjoying these things. Other people want these things, right? And that influences how we desire things. Very strange. Um, to really get down and say, well, no, what do I actually want? What makes me fulfilled? That's a much more difficult question to answer. It's worth pursuing, though, and if nothing else, if you don't set any resolutions, if you don't know where to start with the resolutions, 
I would encourage you to take some time and figure out what actually makes you feel fulfilled, what actually makes you feel accomplished in your life. And not, not in the sense of like, oh, I, I did this, like I won that game, or I, I, I learned this skill, or I performed this piece of music in front of tens of thousands of people, and you know, they, I, was, I became famous from it. It's like, it's not about that stuff. It's about like what actually on a day-to-day -day basis, how can I structure my life so that I generally feel pretty good not superficially like pleasure, like I have TV and I have all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I like to go home, watch the football game, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's, that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that, but like really get to the deep meaning of like, if you are alone with yourself for weeks on end out in the desert or something, um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep using the desert analogy because it's just, it's where, I'm, it's where I'm at. I'm just telling you it's where I'm at. Um, I also love the desert. I love wandering in the desert. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite landscapes. Um, and it's, it's, it's a perfect place to think. Like alone out in the desert, it's, it's wonderful. Anyway, <clears throat> if you're alone out by yourself in the wilderness, this is one of the reasons I love camping, you kind of have to confront some stuff, right? Because you, you, you feel the need, I want to go look at my phone. And your phone is not working because you don't have service, right? And it's like, okay, well, I want to go read this book. It's like, well, okay, guess what? It gets dark at 7 and you're screwed. Like, <laughs> you're awake because you usually stay up to 2 in the morning with a screen and now you don't have that. And you didn't download any games. And even if you did, you can't use your phone because you need it to get home tomorrow because um, you're actually lost. You don't know where you're at, right? I love camping because it forces you to confront yourself. <clears throat> it forces you to make yourself think, you know, especially like backwoods camping. I, I, love, I love primitive camping. Like, you just go into the woods and like, you're, it's not a campsite. It's just like... You're just camping. You're just wherever. It's very primal. And it's a sense, like, it makes you realize that, like, you, you have to confront the feeling of being alone, right? And it makes you feel, it, it helps you to learn self-reliance. It helps you to learn um, a lot of skills. But it, it, it makes you very, very painfully aware of anything in your life that you're trying to hide from. Right, and it can be a relaxing thing. It is. I'm not saying that like a camping trip needs to be stressful. Like if you go out and sit with the fire with your friends, your family, whatever, you roast some marshmallows or you know whatever it is that you do, and you just look at the stars or you know like whatever, whatever it is. Like I don't think it's typically stressful for most people. But I'm saying that I like to go out into the wilderness by myself with nothing except maybe a bag of shrooms and just kind of see what happens. And it's like you learn a lot about yourself at that time because you realize it's like. Right now, I don't have any of the things, like the superficial things that I want. I don't have TV. I don't have a bed. I don't have warm clothes. I don't have, like, whatever. So who am I underneath all that? I don't have people around me, so I don't have to act any certain way. There's no media to divert my attention. Who am I really under all this? And you don't have to go into the wilderness to do that. It's a metaphor. You can do this at home. You can, you can say 20 minutes a day, I'm going to sit at my desk, I'm gonna sit at the foot of my bed. I'm gonna sit in my car before I go in, you know, coming home from work, whatever. And I'm just gonna sit, I'm gonna put a timer on. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm going to sit with myself and see what thoughts come up. It's a very productive thing because you kinda, you start to realize one, what you're running from. And you're running from it, which means that you're afraid of it. <clears throat> and the more you run, the more afraid you become because you reinforce that habit of fear and avoidance, which makes it worse. Because you're telling your brain, oh, this is something I'm, I'm getting away from, it must be scary. So just, it's, it's just a self-perpetuating cycle. The thing is, though, that <clears throat> once we confront those things, right, like we can break them down to size, we can just kind of get it out of the way, get it over with. 
once we break those things down, we progressively dig deeper and deeper into the core of who we actually are. We start to understand ourselves better. We start to get past the programming. That's one of the big things. It's like we don't really know who we are fundamentally because we're connected to other people in such a profound way. Like we just don't understand how deeply we are influenced, right, by society, by media, by just, you know, people in general, like we, we, we consume so much information and we respond to it, we act differently in different settings and different environments, right? We're not the same person everywhere we go. We've talked about this a lot. And, and part of that I say is to, to understand that one, like people are, that you have to understand that when you're dealing with other people, because they, it, it seems like they become unpredictable when you look at them across different environments. The truth is that they, you just have to adjust for the environment, but it, it seems kind of strange. It's like, well, Oh, that's so out of character for them. I can't believe they cheated on me. It's like they were in a totally different environment. You don't know that person because you haven't seen them then, right? Like you don't really know who that person is until you've seen them in every imaginable, imaginable situation. And even then, you don't really know them because they change. They, do, they grow. They develop. They learn. They adapt. The other part of it, too, is to understand that, look, like whoever you're around is going to influence you. Whatever you allow into your life is going to influence you. There's absolutely no way around it. I don't care how aware you are. If you're sitting scrolling on TikTok all day, like you are being programmed, you're being influenced. Right. And it's not some nefarious plan by, you know, dark societies that are trying to shape the course of the world. Although I firmly believe that that is a thing. But even just like people responding to like. You know, content creators wanting to wanting to get your attention, people wanting to sell something, people wanting to express themselves with social media. Like it doesn't matter. Like people aren't necessarily out to get you, but they are going to influence you. It's just something to be aware of. Now, <clears throat> all right, that I had some thoughts for today for where I wanted to take things, but it wouldn't really make sense to segue in quite that direction. So what I want to talk about though. Excuse me. One of the things that we struggle with a lot as society, people, is trying to find our identity. All right? It's trying to figure out who we are. And I think it's a mistake to try to figure out who we are. Um, I, I think that we kind of fundamentally know, but it's, it's hard to pin down exactly what it is. And, and here's the thing. There's not one answer, right? <clears throat> So, how do I say this? It, I, I haven't planned this, so I'm, 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 I'm thinking out loud, sort of. <clears throat> because you change in different environments, because you're going to act a little bit different, depending on where you go, because you're going to be influenced, it's not so much about figuring out exactly who you are and, and deciding the perfect life for you. Like, if I said, look, um, to, like, the perfect thing for me would be that I, 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 I move to the coast, I, I surf every day, I get back into martial arts, I have passive income so I don't have to work, so I just devote myself to, to art all day, to, to creating things, um, and like the people in my life, right? If I say that, like, that's who I really am, well, no, that's things that I would enjoy quite a lot. Those are, that is not my identity, that, is, that, that would be something that I would like, and I think that I would enjoy that quality of life. Sometimes you get what you want, though, and you realize that it's, it's not it. Sometimes those things that you beg for the most, and I'm relearning this lesson now, sometimes this, it's actually not what you want, and sometimes it is what you want, but you're just not ready for it, right? And you fumble, and you got to learn that lesson. It's, it's painful. 
to get what you want and to lose it. Going through that right now, it sucks. But again, you got to trust that there is a higher purpose for your life, that, that, that you are being guided to some extent. And to, to, to make the intelligent decision to follow that, right? To follow that guidance, to understand that you don't need to have all the answers. Like I, like I said with that quote that I shared, it's like, it's not about figuring out, like, I'm looking into the distant future. I'm predicting exactly my life because I'm creating it. It's like, well, you're going to change as you go about that journey. And you may decide that's not actually what you want anymore. And that's perfectly fine. Okay. <clears throat> but if you busy yourself with the future and all, it's all you think about are these huge plans. One, you pull a lot of attention out of your day right? Like all that attention that could be directed towards just enjoying where you're at right now. Attention that could be directed to solving the problems that are under your nose that you're not paying attention to, right? <clears throat> so it's not about figuring out what is the perfect life for me. It's about figuring out like what kind of person am I underneath all the programming, all the outside external influence, and being that person regardless of where you are. Okay, and it doesn't mean that you don't take responsibility and change the things that you don't like or, or and go after the things that you do want. It's not about that. It is, however, the sense that look, <clears throat> you can decide that you're a very like moral person, for example. You're you're a principled person. You're gonna do things that you believe to be right no matter what. Okay. That applies no matter where you are. Okay. If the economy collapses and we turn into Venezuela next week and we get swept up and put in concentration camps, it's like do you still know who you are in that situation, right? Versus, okay, actually, you, you make it big. You, you make the, the best business decision of your life. You make a good investment, and all of a sudden, you're super rich and have to work again. Do you know who you are in that situation, right? And to some extent, you have to live through it to know. But at the same time, you can decide, like, fundamentally, what is my guiding philosophy? What are my principles that I live by? What are the things that I believe to be true? Why do I believe them to be true? Is that a good reason to believe that they're true? And then once I figured that out, which I think is most of your 20s um, and teens, is like after you figure that out, it's like, okay, well, I commit to this and I understand that this is what I'm doing <clears throat> and I can be that person no matter what. It's not about like, oh, I need to create this dream life. It's about I'm going to create the kind of person that can make any situation better that can be happy no matter what happens, that can be successful no matter what happens, no matter what, what comes my way. I'm, I'm the kind of person, I, I'm patient, I'm disciplined, I'm diligent, I'm conscientious, I know, I'm whatever it is, I'm honest, I'm like, you, you pick what you want. And it's just, I see people get so stressed about, who am I? I'm trying to create, I'm trying to decide who I want to be. Well, you kind of know already, right? It's just your actions, it's just your habits, you know? Trying to figure out who am I underneath all this? What do I really want? Well, what do I really want is going to change. I think it's kind of, it's not pointless to try to figure it out, but it's like, it's more important to figure out how do I make the most with, of the situation that's in front of me, right? You definitely want goals to move towards, but it's more about understanding I need to turn this into something positive. Like there's something in front of me right now. How do I make this particular scenario into the best possible thing that I can? And it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't have to be profound. It just needs to be. That's it. It just has to be. It has to be done. All right. And that's just the fundamental. Like that's, that, that's self-help in a nutshell. Just how can I make this better? Right. Again, have those plans, have those goals to move towards. <clears throat> but you're going to stress yourself out. And I'm speaking as much to myself as to other people <laughs> with this. It's like I've had all these plans and all these things that I think I wanted. 
But then guess what? You lose your health, and it's like, actually, that wasn't that important, you know, because it takes a backseat. Or you say, okay, I want to be this type of person. I see this, this, these, these guys that are, you know, driving these fast cars and have all this money and they're sleeping around. I want to be that guy. And then you lose a relationship that meant something to you. I'm like, actually, no, that's not what I want. I actually want something different. I want something more fulfilling. I want something deeper, right? Um, and those are kind of cliche examples, but they're, they happen. They're true. And you only figure this out by going through life and kind of experimenting a little bit because everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's life path is different. And that's a beautiful thing. The downside to it is that nobody really knows what's going on. <laughs> I had this conversation with my parents the other day. I had a problem and I was kind of venting a little bit. They said, yeah, I really don't, I, I, we're here for you, but we don't really know what to, how to help. And I was like, yeah, that actually was a big lesson for me this year. It's like, you know, I respect you guys. I love you. And you do have good advice sometimes, but like, you don't know, you don't have the answers either. <laughs> Nobody has the answers either. I think that's part of being an adult. And it's like, you know this, but like, it takes a while to really sink in. Like nobody's coming to save you. You've, you're responsible for this. Like, if your mental health is is trash, some people in your life may love you and try to help you and try to, they can't come fix you. Like, you have to make that decision, right? You, like, if, if you're broke perpetually, like, you just can't seem to make money, you can't seem to hold on to it, like, nobody's going to come down and, like, just give you money. Well, as a man, anyway. Um, you know, it, if you're if you're not healthy physically, like nobody can give you a pill and make it happen. Like they can't just make you fit, and they can't just take away your disease, right? They, there's a process for it. And uh, something I heard today actually that I thought, I think I've said this before, but it's nice to hear other people say it too. Um, he was kind of going off like, look, like most of the diseases that we have are pre preventable, right? Like if you like, it's not that healthy people don't ever get cancer or anything like that, but a lot of the major killers in the Western world, especially, are entirely preventable. They're mostly diseases of excess. And a lot of times, lifestyle changes will fix them, right? And that's, it's worth mentioning. Like, if you're, like, you can take charge of your health. And I, I always encourage people to start with that. Because once you see the benefits, once you see your body change and you feel it, that teaches you a lesson that you don't always get when you just make a little bit more money, when you just do a little bit better with certain things. Like, it really sinks in, I think, when you look at yourself in the mirror and, and like, you feel different. And you're just like, wow, I, I have physically transformed myself. That's wild, right? And it's possible. And it's like, oh, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? You know? So I know that wasn't a whole lot of psychology. That was more of, like, philosophy and just thinking about life in general. And I want to super fast i want to take a minute to say thank you for all the support that you guys have given me a lot of people have reached out lately um most of you with support very uh, few to, to argue and even that I, I don't have a problem with actually um if you want to debate me that's absolutely fine if you want to ask questions or say you disagree that's totally fine um i would say if you're going to disagree you should have a well thought out argument and reason for it but yeah, you can't control people um yeah so <clears throat> i guess the last thing that we'll kind of talk about a little bit, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that you could do. And I heard, I think it was, I think it was Jordan Peterson. He was talking about um, manic episodes and bipolar disorder. And he talked about how 
I think this is why I started talking about dopamine. Um, but he, he talked about how, like, you get a dopamine rush or something. Or I, I forget the neurochemistry a little bit. But you, something happens to where when you're manic, you, you, can, you can imagine yourself as a bunch of different types of people. And that's what thought is for, uh, according to him. He says, like, you're, you think so that you can figure things out, right? So, like, if you experiment with something and you, you work through the process and you realize it didn't work, like you can just like it doesn't make sense. It's not going to work out for you. You can let that version, that that mental creation, suffer the consequences without you doing it. So like you can plan ahead. Well, the issue with manic episodes, which is something I struggle with, is when you when you get those episodes, every imaginable path that you can think of feels equally real. It feels um, imminent. It feels like something that that is a, you can accomplish. That you that, that you get the same dopamine, uh, basically, when you think about this. So it's like you feel like you can do anything and everything, and maybe you can, but you can't do it all at once. And it takes dedication. It takes time to get any of those things. And a huge theme of my twenties has just been like weeding out all the stuff that I just don't want. Right? It's like I could do this. I have the potential for it, but in order to to actually do it, like I have to sacrifice these other things, right? Because there's only so much time of the day. And that, that, that became a really big issue last year because I was like, I was trying to get the business off the ground and I was trying, I was, I was doing a bunch of stuff and I was just like, I, I have to cut down. Like I have to decide like, what am I letting go? And it's not that those dreams die forever, but it's like, it's got to take a back burner. Like it's not, it's not a daily thing anymore, which is, you know, it is what it is, but like that's, that's like you have to let go of that potential in order to, to develop any one particular thing. And so I want to use that as just an example. It's like you don't have to be manic to deal with that because we probably want a lot of different things, right? But fundamentally, what do we want out of those things, out of all that stuff? So if you look, it's like, well, I want to be rich. I want to have fast cars. I want to have a beautiful um, partner. I want to have, um, you know, like a really a, a big, beautiful home. I want to have perfect health and all this other stuff. It's like, well, why? It's like, well, what does that actually do for you? And you can get down, you just like keep asking those why questions, get down to the bottom. Is like, what, what is the, the need that it's filling, right? What is the desire that you're actually fulfilling? Because like, <clears throat> you want a fast car because it's fun to drive fast? Or do you want a fast car because it's like also a status symbol? You want to show off, you want to attract other people, right? Like that's, that's, that's what it is, it's signaling theory. Um, and it's like, if you, if you realize that, hey, on a fundamental level, what are all of those needs, right? And do I need that stuff to fill those needs? You know, um, so maybe you, you want to be super rich. You want to be famous, for example. It's like, well, why do you want to be famous? Like, you probably want some level of acceptance. You want some level of security, of power, of influence, right? But on a fundamental level, the needs are pretty simple. And you may be able to meet those needs, right? You may get into a relationship that fills that void, that fills that need of acceptance, right? And all of a sudden, all of your ambition is just gone. That happens to men all the time. I think it probably happens to women too. I just, I, I'm not tuned into that side of conversation, but it, it, it's like you strive for something. You want to be something, right? To get, you know, an attractive partner. And then you get the attractive partner and you stop trying to be that person, right? So it's like, it's important to, to understand like, why am I going after this stuff? You know, cause it's like, I want, I don't know. I want a new Mercedes. Okay, cool. Why? Because it looks nice? Because like, it's going to make me happy every time I look at it? Is it because I want to 
be able to impress people, which honestly, that's probably what it is. Um, so it's like, what, what, whatever that is, because you got to understand if I decide I'm going to do that to impress people, well, as soon as I feel that I have people's acceptance, I'm going to lose the ambition to, to go after that thing. So if I pick something ridiculously big and lofty, and I dedicate a lot of my life to it, and I realize at some point it's like, well, all I wanted was to be loved. I wanted a few friends. I wanted a partner. I wanted a family. I wanted a little bit of security, a little bit of money. And it's like, if that's it, then why are you picking these huge goals that are going to take you 20 years to accomplish, right? Things that you may never get to. And some people really do want that stuff. Some people really are just wired that way. More power to you. I'm, I'm not saying like be content with just the bare minimum. Not what I'm saying at all. Just understand that like when you're planning out your, your goals, your life, if you don't strategize based off of the actual fundamental motivator, you're going it, it's just it's like a, it's a it's another layer of illusion that you have to fight through because now you're telling yourself that oh, i want it because it's gonna i don't know it'll make me feel better about myself it's like well it's not going to make you feel better about yourself because the actual desire may not be met right if i say i pick this goal because it's arbitrary and i'm going to work towards it it doesn't really mean that much to me but it's fun to accomplish right it's like well do i need more money now no okay but i want to work towards this because it's a game because it's fun okay cool do I want to be more muscular? It's like, well, I don't really need to be, but it's like, I, I love bodybuilding. I love working out and I love watching myself transform. This is fun. It makes me feel good. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep doing it. But the need is filled, right? It's like, I already feel good about myself. I don't need to be the best necessarily, right? Like you don't have to be the best, but if you're 80, if you're above 80% of the people in most of the areas of your life, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. So for example, it's like, you don't have to be the best at everything, and you don't even have to be the best at anything, really. But if you're 80%, if, if you're in the top, you know, you're in the top 20% for, let's say, you make more money than 80% of your, your peer group, you're also in better shape than 80% of them. It's like those two things together, now, now, now you're starting to feel better about yourself, right? Now you're starting to be more attractive. Now you're starting to feel accomplished, right? It's like, you're not the, the best looking, you're not the wealthiest, but you're up there, you know, like you, you're awesome, but you've got two things working for you and say, okay, well, I want to figure my relationships out. You get the relationship down, right? It's a big one. So you figure that out. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I don't have the supermodel or the, 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 the Hollywood star or whatever, but they, they, they're, they're, they're like an eight for the town that I live in. Right. It's like, you start adding up. Okay, cool. What else do I need? What else is important to me? Right. Well, my mind, for example, I want my brain to be, I want to be smart. I don't have to be the smartest guy out there, but I want to be smarter than most people. And I'm smarter than 80% of people, right? And it's like, if you get, if you identify all the major categories in your life and you work on just being above average in all of them, well, you may not be the best at any one thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying settle. Don't get me wrong. Don't say, oh, be content with top eight or with, with 80%. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you understand that your peer group, your particular place that you live in, you can live a really good life because everything is um, uh, everything is your perspective, right? So if you move to Las Vegas and are competing with people in Las Vegas, it's like, well, you're, you really have your work cut out for you. You're probably not going to be very happy because there's a lot of like really famous ultra wealthy people that roll through there on a daily basis. And there's people like in, like, in all walks of life. It's like you're not ever going to feel very secure unless you're one of those people, right? But for the average man and woman, who are looking at this new year saying, I want to be successful. I want to be happy. I don't think I can do it. Yes, you can. I promise you, you can. 
because you just pick one area of life, right? You pick all of them, but I mean, if you really just can't decide, like pick one thing, pick health, pick money, pick relationships, pick your your mind, pick whatever it is, your philosophy, your faith, your spirituality, like pick something and say, I'm going to give this most of my attention until it is in a really good place, right? And once I get there, I'll figure out a way to maintain it and I'm, I may shift attention to other things. But like success, like is, is a, is a, is a, it, it spirals out, like it's a domino effect and progressively bigger dominoes. You get, you know, you start with your body, for example, you start going to the gym, it's like after a month or two of that, it's like you feel good, like you feel smart, you feel like your brain's working better because your body's working better. You're sleeping a little bit better because you have to, right? So maybe now you feel a little bit better resting. You're like, you know, I have more energy in general. So maybe you start working harder at work because you have more energy. Now you get promoted, you get a little bit more money. Now it's like three to six months into, you know, this resolution to be healthy. It's like, well, you've also made money off of it. Now you're making more money, you feel even better about yourself. And you realize, you know what, my, my brain needs to be working 100%, right? I've got this more responsibility. I've got to, I've got to do more stuff. And it's like, okay, well, now you're healthier. Now you're physically capable of thinking better. <laughs> So you start reading more, you start, you know, having intellectual discussions with people, which by the way, reading is a phenomenal thing. I don't think that it compares to having conversations with people smarter than you. I don't, I don't think it even holds a candle to that. I think the act of debating people, asking questions, defending yourself, arguing with them, you know, not, not for the sake of arguing, but just for this, like the actual conversation. It makes you think out loud. It makes you articulate things on a deeper level than you, you, you have to in your head. Because like, when you're just thinking, you can get away with, with a lot of stuff, right? Like you can get away with not actually explaining a topic that you're thinking about to yourself because no one's there to hear it. And so you can convince yourself that you understand something when in reality, you can't even explain it. And having to have that conversation that forces you to articulate it, it forces you to say it. And so when you have to say it, you realize one, if you don't understand it, but two, like you go through the process and by the end of it, you do understand it. So that's a good thing. Um, what was I saying? But yeah, you, you pick these categories. And it's like, again, like I'm not saying it's like just settle for 80%. I'm saying, look, when you really break it down, there's only a couple things in life that are really important. Okay. And I'm not going to try to tell you what they are. I'm, I threw out some examples, things that may resonate with you. But I think overall, there, you can probably sit down in an hour or so and figure out at least three things that you want to give most of your attention to, right? What are the three most important things? Maybe you pick 10, that's fine. There's a lot of categories of your life. <sighs> Maybe you can work on all of them at once. Cause I mean, like let's say you go to work and it's like, well, I can't be reading at work. Well, maybe you can, I have before. Um, but it's like, okay, maybe I can't really work on my relationship at work. I, I can text my significant other. I can think about how I can make them happier. I can do things, or maybe the space is important too. Who knows? Um, but it's like, you can't give your full attention to that. Okay. So it's like, you don't have to say, okay, my relationship is priority. So I'm doing nothing else. It's like, well, you know, you got to go to work. You got to take care of yourself. You're going to be at the gym at some point. You're going to be alone at some point. So you can, you, since you're going to do that anyway, you can give your attention to it. It's fine. However, it does help tremendously to set a hierarchy and say like, look, if I do have to sacrifice time for something, what is it that's going to go first, second, third, etc. Right. How much can I lose these things? Right. So for me, I, Honestly, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll miss a day or two at the gym if it's like for a relationship. I won't make that a habit though. I refuse to do that. I won't miss two days in a row and I won't miss, unless there's like really just like, there's a reason for it. Um, and if I start missing, if I miss more than one day, it's like, I can't really make that up, 
well without actually impacting my, my work. It's like, again, stuff happens, but it shouldn't be because, oh, we're having an argument. It's like, no, 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 I need to take care of myself. So it's like, that's my boundary. It's like, yes, I can miss a day, but it's not going to be a day every week. It's not going to be two days. It's not going to be a day today and then another day and a couple days. It's like, it, it happens, I get it, and I understand that. And like, look, the hour at the gym is not as important as my relationship. However, you know, we can, we can compromise a little bit. We can play around with it a little bit. You look at, say, work versus, um, or like maybe, like, maybe you have like a spiritual practice versus, um, you know, reading or something. I don't know. Um, and then so you say, it's like, well, I have less time today because something happened. Like, I have to cut time to something. What, what goes, right? And it really helps to have that hierarchy figured out ahead of time because then you just kind of know and you just kind of roll with it, right? If you don't do that, if you don't establish foundations, you don't establish structure, you're, you're in a bad spot, right? Because you're, you're just going to end up being all over the place. You're not going to be consistent, and it's going to show. It's going to confuse your brain. It's going to confuse your poor brain. Don't want to do that. I hope I haven't confused you too much. But, guys... There's hope. I'm telling you. Like, look, don't focus on the resolution because I promise you in six months it's not going to be exciting. You're not going to be like, oh, we're halfway through the year. Da, da, da. This is going to be my year. It's like pick something that's important to you. Pick a category of life and, like, dedicate yourself to getting to, to improving it, right? And it's not like, okay, I'm going to have a six-pack by the end of the year. You can set that goal if you want to. I'm not saying don't, but it's not about that goal. It's about changing yourself into somebody who has that level of fitness, right? It's not about saying, I want to make $100,000 this year. It's about be, becoming somebody with the skill set and the ability to generate that kind of income, right? It's not about just having the $100,000. It's about becoming the person that can, that can create it, that can make it, right? Can earn it, whatever. Um, I think you see what, you, what I'm saying, so I'll stop repeating myself. Just pick whatever's important to you guys. Good luck. You got this. 2023 is going to be a phenomenal year if you make it one, okay? You cannot control what happens to you. You can influence certain things, yes. You know what? We may have another 2020 situation on our hand. Nobody expected that, except maybe the people that orchestrated it. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of like, <clears throat> stuff's going to happen with the economy. Something bad's going to happen this year, I promise you. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying bad things are going to happen, all right? Things are going to prevent you from accomplishing your goal. Things are going to come up. You're going to have obstacles. Expect it. It's not about things being perfect. It's about becoming someone who does the work that they're supposed to do, regardless of what comes up. And you can do this. You just have to be brutally honest with yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable because, again, nobody's going to do that for you. Okay? You can have accountability partners, and you should. I think that that's a great thing. But at the end of the day, they're not going to drag you out of bed and make you do anything. Right? They may once in a while. But they're not going to want what you want the way that you want it, okay? They also don't know what you really want deep down. Like, they, they may, like, <clears throat> they may, you may have the same goals together, but then, like, the reason for their goal is because they want to provide for their family, and the reason for your goal is because you are running from a fundamental fear of scarcity, right? And it's like, well, you guys are going to behave a little bit differently, right? You're going you're gonna to act a little bit different. So maybe that person lets off, when their family's provided for and their family's just happy and they're, like, they're not asking for things anymore and they're just like, they're content, okay? Maybe that's when they stop, okay? Maybe you stop, though, further down the road because it's like you're still running from something, right? Because, like, you just haven't fixed that part of your, like, you've raised your income level, so now it's like, yeah, you make more money, but you also have higher living expenses. So it's like you still have that same feeling of scarcity. And it's like you two in the same situation, both you and your friend, may be making the same amount, 
and have the same quality of life, but your perception of the situation is totally different. So, yeah, like it's good to have people around you and in your corner. You should strive for that. If you don't have a community, I would encourage you to make that a high on your list of priorities. It doesn't have to be big, but it needs to be real. It needs to be there. It needs to be people that are going to hold you accountable, people that are going to share the same, similar interests and values. And it's okay if they're not perfect. You got to work on those relationships. You got to build them, even if it's a temporary thing, right? Even if you know this person's not going to the moon with me, they're not going the same route as me, but they may be a good companion with, with you for a while. I have phenomenal friends that I don't really talk to that much anymore, but I just, I remember the, the things we went through together, the things that we did together. And it's like, yeah, like, you know what? If that person hit me up and needed something, I'd be there, right? Within reason. Um, and, and vice versa too. And it's people that I trust as well. So <clears throat> yeah, you guys got this. Um, I'm super excited to see what happens this year. Let's keep sharing the show. Let's keep sending your favorite episodes to other people. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I think it's Jack Gray Psy, P-S-Y. Um, Twitter's still brand new. Not a whole lot of people on there, but I kind of, I'm liking the format and Elon's got it now. So it's not, um, not some of the same craziness that was going on before, so that's, which is why I got back on it. Um, Besides from that, I haven't been on social media a whole lot. TikTok, I'm really just, I'm kind of over. Um, there's just so much garbage on there. And it, there, there is value in it. I'm not saying don't ever be on TikTok. Don't utilize it. It's just like for me at this particular stage in my life, I'm like, I'm making the decision that it's not good for me. So there's that. Um, I really, truly do wish you guys the best. Reach out to me, especially if you're struggling with any, anything. Like, it's not necessarily that I'm like going to have the answers. But like I said, community is really important. If you guys are plugged into the, the community that I'm building and you guys are talking to me, you're talking to other people um, in that space, like that's a really powerful thing, right? We may not be able to solve your problems, but we might not have to. Like just being around and like knowing each other, that may be enough. And a lot of times it is just knowing that you're not alone because that's one of just the fundamental fears of humans. And this, I, I think that this is especially true of me. I'm, I, I can be alone. I can be happy when I'm alone. I can do what I need to do when I'm alone. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I like solitude, but I don't like being alone. Um, and I, it, it is what it is. It's something that you got to work on. And I think that I've done plenty of work on that. Um, we'll see if, we'll see if that's actually, if I've actually done enough work on it or not, but it's like, yeah, no, like that, it's good to have connections with people. It's good to be able to like, if you guys have ideas, you have thoughts or things that you're struggling with and like, you just want feedback or you want to like, you got problems you don't know how to solve. Like, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Um, and then, of course, I do still have coaching services on top of that. Um, if, it, if you want to progress outside of simple questions, which, I mean, I, you guys hit me up with like, hey, dealing with this problem. Are you getting advice? Like, if I have time, I will. I'll absolutely answer it. Um, and I, I, typically, I typically have time at some point. So, yeah, um, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm not going to charge you for simple answers. Um, but, yeah, no, I do have the coaching services available. And I'm on Twitter. I think that covers all of our announcements. Once again, best of luck to you guys. Happy New Year.